Hello, my name is Hannah Ross, and this today is called Gaps in Mental Health Knowledge. For background statistics on mental health, um, an estimated 31% of U.S. adults experience some sort of anxiety disorder at some point in their lives. In 2019, around 17 million Americans experienced a depressive episode, the highest prevalence of which was among those aged 18 to 25, and in that group, 13% experienced a depressive episode. Suicide was and remains the second leading cause of death among individuals between the ages of 10 and 34, so ranging from middle school all the way into adulthood. In response to these statistics, in 2004, Congress passed an act to support suicide prevention and intervention programs. Then, in 2014, Nebraska passed legislation requiring all school personnel to take at least one hour of suicide awareness and prevention training each year. However, prior research suggests these methods may not be the most effective. It's important to note that the general public is often made aware of prevention and treatment for major physical diseases, but the same does not seem to be seen for mental illnesses, despite the fact that they're so prevalent in the population. This is especially important when it comes to young people, as they are less likely to seek out an adult or a professional when things are wrong and more likely to tell their friends. In this case, if they're more likely to tell their friends, but none of them know about mental illness, there isn't really a way that they can help each other or help themselves. However, a study in 2012 found that when young people were educated about mental illness first aid and they had the intention to help those around them, it predicted their behavior and they were able to help people around them. However, if their only belief is that you should report that person to a professional or an adult that did not predict their behavior, they were less likely to follow through on that. That's why with all of this knowledge, this study is looking to see what are students taking away from schooling about mental illness? Do students feel as though they have the resources that they need to help themselves or help others? And if not, what can we do to help change the situation and reverse the statistics? So for this study, I used snowball sampling to interview 19 to 23 year olds who had graduated from Nebraska high schools. Uh, I did interviews that were semi-structured and recorded with the participants. Uh, the participants had attended public Nebraska schools that qualified as small rural schools, intermediate sized schools, or large urban schools. So I asked participants first what they learned about mental illness in school, especially in relation to depression, anxiety, and suicide. Three participants said they had no memory of learning about mental illness in school. Eight said that it was mentioned but glossed over, meaning that mental illness was defined. They were told to get help from a counselor or given a hotline, but there was no in-depth conversation about signs and symptoms or coping mechanisms. Um, I think it's important to note that within this group, three of the individuals took got this information from an elective class, such as human behavior or psychology, meaning that this information was not a part of the core curriculum. There was only one participant that said their school explained more than just definitions. However, the student said that it didn't seem to be important to the person talking or anyone else in the class, making it harder to retain. So while it seems like mental illness didn't seem like a priority in the curriculum, bullying was much more commonly mentioned. In fact, one participant said, well, if they talked about anything, they talked about bullying. So every participant said that there was some sort of anti-bullying assembly intervention talk at the beginning of the school year, potentially. 
And in all of these interventions, students were told not to bully. In over half of the interventions, they were told not to be a bystander and to say something if they saw something. But in none of these interventions did they talk about what to do if you're being bullied. And in fact, one said that depression was just a byproduct of bullying, which we know not to be true today. Next, I asked participants what they learned outside of school. Uh, for the most part, they had learned from friends, family, and then their own research that they had done on the internet. And then keeping inside and outside of school in mind, I asked them if they had learned more inside of school or outside of school, and 100% of the participants said they got more from outside of school, even in communities where the topic was taboo and they felt worried about asking. I think it's important to note that stigma was a common theme in these interviews, despite the fact that I didn't have a specific question for them. Uh, more than half of the participants mentioned stigma during their interview, both in school and in the community. Uh, it related to people that they knew getting diagnosed and being ostracized or going to get help and being ostracized, and then the fear of if they were diagnosed or if they went to go get help, being ostracized by peers, their family, the community, etc. Next, I asked participants if they thought mental illness should be taught in schools, and 100% of the participants said yes. Uh, they said it was important to them because anyone can experience a mental illness, and they specifically said that the next generation needs to learn more than they learned in their schooling experience. Based on the responses, people want to learn more about this topic in more detail for, more, for the next generations. This means not just definitions or a quick chapter, but something that's actually talked about, established as something that is relatively common in the population, which would then lead to destigmatization of this topic as people learn not to fear it. What this should include in the future is talks about signs and symptoms, so that way people can identify if they're suffering from a mental illness and may be able to help bring to light some of the signs and symptoms of their peers around them. We should also talk about coping mechanisms, so that way if they do fear that they're suffering from a mental illness, there's something that can actually be done about them and that knowledge can be carried out into the future. We should also talk about stigma, so that way students are aware of it and then by talking about it, addressing it, and then dismantling it, this topic can become more comfortable for the next generations. Participants also would like to see talks about bullying, including what to do if you are being bullied. That means different coping mechanisms, how to respond in these situations, stuff like that. The interaction between mental illness, stigma, and bullying are all connected, and in future efforts, these need to be acknowledged, so that way we can break the pattern that has been happening over the last decade. Future research should also focus on the interaction between these three and how they perpetuate each other to maintain such high rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide among teens and adults. Future research should also look at implementing the things mentioned in this study and see if that alters the trends that we have been seeing to this point. If this becomes a focus of future research, we may see future generations with healthier habits and more stable mental health. Thank you for your time and have a nice day.